Hello and welcome to your new episode of Hot Water by Coworkies, a podcast where we discuss the future of work and workspaces through various angles with professionals from all over the world. We are delighted to be back with the last episode of our mini trilogy called Life After Coworking. The idea? Discuss the takeaways and lessons learned with three former founders of Coworking Spaces in three very different cities. You've previously heard the stories of Anders and his 15 square meter space in Copenhagen called Prototype, as well as the story of Julie, formerly the co-founder of Madrid's first coffee, La Piscine, and now turning upside down the world of fashion with her beautiful and sustainable brand, L'Envers. In this last mini-episode, we are taking you to Brittany, or Bretagne in France, to chat with Kevin Legoff, who founded back in 2016 Swenson House, an amazing collaborative space in a small village on the coastline of Brittany called Odier. With Kevin, we talked about the transition from a busy lifestyle in Paris to a quieter and more connected life in Brittany. We also talked about the early days of Swenson House, how the concept highly contributed to families gradually moving to the region and grasping the chance to access a better work-life balance. We've also touched on how things went too fast and why the pandemic pushed Swenson House to shut down. Kevin shared for the first time since the space shut down all the learnings which he put into his last venture, the barn. Are you ready? Let's dial in. Hello, Kevin. I'm really happy to have you on the show today for an episode a little bit different than usual. I like to start conversations with two simple questions. How are you and where on earth are you? Hey, Pauline. Thank you first for the invite. Um, I'm doing good. I'm based in France, in Quimper, in Brittany. It's like in northwest side of France where I used to uh, have my company over there and where I'm actually working on my next project. Nice. So for people who are listening to this and who don't know, it's on the seaside, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, exactly. We are, we're based on the coast. So like in front of a few cool surf spots. So nice. Really cool. Yeah. I can imagine. Um, let's go down to the topic. So this episode is called Life After Coworking, but before entering the after chapter, Can you talk to us about your background and how your career started? So I first started to work in the music industry back in 2010, something like that. And uh, mm -hmm. and then I started my own company called Polster, which was a marketplace where we used to sell like fashion brands for men. Uh, we sold the company in 2014 to a fashion group. And then from that, I've been like working for a few startups investing in them also and then uh, i started swenson which started as a print magazine about entrepreneurship and creativity and passionate people and from that we built places called the swenson houses we had one in in Brittany, in portugal and in spain and we shut down the company by the end of 2020 so What led you to go from a magazine to Swenson House? What was the initial vision behind having houses? So the initial vision about Swenson was back in 2015, like a year after selling my company, we were like in this huge like 
market and community also of startup and entrepreneurship and we we are a bit tired about everything's going on about it like all those people like raising money and not thinking about the passion and the the true story of being an entrepreneur so we wanted to share stories about passionate people and the one that create and invest like all their time in their company and like most of the time through their passion so mm-hmm. We started with the magazine, and from that we built a community of passionate people, mainly passionate about outdoors and surf and all that stuff. And we realized that we couldn't find like a place to stay and work from the ocean. So we started to think about a place for them. And this is how we first started with the Swenson House in Brittany. So we we built like a kind of co-working space, mm-hmm. and we were like five minutes from the beach. And the idea was just like to bring creativity to small towns and to make sure that all those creative people could work from small cities close to the ocean with a unique environment to create. Which in France, knowing the startup and entrepreneurship culture, I guess at the time was quite innovative because very much uh, of the work is usually centralized in Paris when it comes to startups, or at least back in the days, I assume. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And especially like back in 2015, like, you know, everything was in Paris or sometimes like in Nantes or in like, you know, like big, big cities around Paris. But, you know, we were not talking about remote work or working from small cities and definitely not from the ocean. So, yeah, that was, I don't know if it was innovative, but I mean, we were the only one doing this at the beginning, but it was very hard because no one wanted to move to the coast actually at the beginning. So that was kind of funny. I'm, I'm laughing right now, but at the beginning, like it was kind of utopic, you know, to think that people would come over like easily uh, to work like three hours or four hours from Paris. In the meantime, I guess it also helped you guys to build the community because the people who actually made the move from busy and expensive Paris... And also not such a nice quality of life because everything is expensive. It takes you ages to go to work. I mean, the quality of life is not that good compared to Brittany. So I guess for the people who made the move, uh, those were the early birds of your community formation at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they were the ones that, you know, built Swenson actually because they were the ones talking about it. They were so enthusiastic and they invested like so much um, time in telling people that it was a cool spot to work from and they helped us a lot. The idea was not for people to be um, coming to live there permanently, right? So people who wanted to experience it for a month or for a weekend or for a few days, they could also come? Yeah, yeah, definitely. We didn't know it was a kind of living space, but... You know, we were providing like houses and places around the Swenson house for a long term stay. And also like we understood like few years later that how place made people move in Brittany for like a full time stay. So people like discovered the spot through the Swenson house and they bought a house and they stayed there and we had like maybe like 10 families who moved to Brittany through the Swenson house. And I think this is like where we wanted to go after that even like if we couldn't. But the idea was just like to bring people for long term on the coast and small cities. I love this kind of vision. And I think right now there is a growing trend around that. And actually 10 families is also quite a lot. 
because the, the city where you were based in Brittany, it was not Quimper, right? It was a smaller it, it, size. Exactly. We, we, we were based 45 minutes from Quimper. During low season, it's uh, 4,000 people. So it's very small, but it's also like what people were looking for. So that was uh, perfect because you, you could find a house for pretty cheap. That was before COVID, <laughs> but now it's like getting yeah. crazy. It's, uh, everything we dreamed about when we see all those people coming over, you know, from the, the first quarantine today, it's exactly what we were looking for four years ago or five years ago. So that's perfect for the city. That's sad for Swenset, but that's perfect for the city. And earlier in the conversation, you said you started in Brittany and then you opened up sites in Portugal yep. and Spain. Was this something that you planned when you said, okay, we are going to make Swenson House and it's going to be a brand that has branches across multiple cities? Or how did those opportunities came to you? No, actually, we, we want to do it, but we didn't plan it. So the thing is, we had opportunities to open like those two places and we did it with people like who owned the houses and put the brand on it but to be honest like i think it was a bit like too early and uh yeah we were maybe like too young to open like new places you know thinking about it today i would just say that we should uh wait a little bit but um yeah that was the opportunity we did it, it was good for us like we learned a lot from it and uh but yeah we didn't plan it actually and was the dynamic similar to the site in Brittany? So the idea was uh, to be located in more remote places because you said Portugal and Spain, but where exactly was it? Uh, in Portugal, we were like close to Lisbon, in Asenas do Mar. Yeah. And in Spain, we, we were in Menorque. And the thing is, these kind of places, you need to have people like the host of the places are very important. You know, if you come to the Swenson House in Odeon, like I live over there, like close to the house. I work over there. I'm... I'm there like every day. So mm -hmm. it's like you, you come at my house. It's exactly the same thing. So you need like people to own the house and to host people. And I don't know, like maybe people were looking for the, the crew, like the team of Swenson that they know in Odeon to be like in Spain or in Portugal to have the same spirit, you know. So it's very important to like to, to make mm -hmm. sure that the people that work over there are, are host the house, share exactly like the same spirit or values you know and sometimes like i think we made like few mistakes about that and didn't like focus on that that much yeah it's uh, so interesting that you are bringing this up because i've had quite a few conversations with co-working space owners and very often the scaling part is always a very big challenge for this exact mm -hmm. reason for the fact that uh, when the team starts one space and, you know, you get really good at running it and creating the vibe and also having the community so tight and connected to it, that when you start expanding, replicating these exact dynamics are extremely difficult because the space is different. And for you, you are even in two different countries. So I guess there is also the cultural element uh, of like the Portuguese culture, the, pa the Spanish culture versus the French culture. Uh, that also probably came uh, yeah yeah exactly play. that's all the ingredients that you have to analyze and make sure that you own them and you understand them before opening a place this is what we didn't do but that's good because we learned a lot from it and that was something we had to come through for the next project you know but yeah that's that's something every like owners need to look at when they open a new places and if we go into the harder part of the conversation, because we started already going into that direction, 
Why did you decide to close uh, Swenson House? When when was the the moment where you said, okay, we we have to stop it? Actually, that's a good question because this is what I wanted like to do the podcast also and have this conversation with you because I didn't talk that much about Swenson and the shutdown and everything that an entrepreneur doesn't know when you never close the company, but. You know, you said, when when did I decide to shut down the, the Swenson house? The tricky thing is you never know, like, when to do it. I did it too late because, like, I didn't want to close the company, actually. And, um, you know, so we had the COVID in March, like, 2020. So we shut down our spaces. We opened back in May. Like, most of our profits were coming from the big group coming over the Swenson houses. So we were not, like, doing any more off-sites. So we understood that it was going to be like very complicated, like all the people were looking for remote stuff and co-working and co-workers. Even they, they are the ones like making the community and, and they are the ones making what we did. Mm. But the thing is the I am a co-worker and I'm, I know I'm not the one like making the business, you know, or the profit for, for this kind of company. So that was complicated. On one hand, you, you want to preserve the, the community and the co-workers and everything. On the other hand, you don't have like the profits coming in. So... You try. I mean, I invested like in my company like last year, like to make sure that we could do like two, three, four months more and try to understand what was going on with the COVID. Then I realized that was not going to be good. Then we had a few issues with the, the mayor of the city. So, you know, when you've got like a contract for a commercial place, you own the value of the company that you're making on the address. And the mm. thing is that they were like, oh, no, we're not going to do this kind of contract. We're going to. We're just going to do a contract that lets you use the place. And we were like, come on, man. We, we did like all the work in this building from day one. We invested like more than like 150,000 euros. And you're just telling us that you want to change and make it like a, a free use contract. And we're not going to own the value of the business anymore. So that was very complicated. So when we had like all those issues, we decided like to, you know, shut down make sure that all the team uh, could live properly and use the money that we had at this moment to, you know, it works in France, but when you have to shut down a company, like you have to pay like each employee with the, the remain that they've got and everything. And so like we wanted to make sure that everyone was leaving the company like properly. So we did that. And then we shut also the company like uh, as less depth that we could. But to be honest, we, you know, by the end, like when I shut down the company, we had like 2,000 euros debt, which is nothing. But I also like took the debt by myself. I still have like, you know, 700 euros to pay like to one of my friends. You know, I want to make sure that we're living like properly. But yeah, that's something you you don't want to do. But I think it was a good decision because, uh, you know, we've been in quarantine like back in November and we closed in October. So that was... uh, Pretty yeah. much a good decision. I guess what's also difficult from what I feel also from the conversation with you, and it's not the first time that we speak with each other, but I guess also one of the reasons why it was so hard to stop is because over the fact that it's a cool project or an awesome project for you, it was also a passion project. And I think when there's passion involved, it's way more difficult to, you know, see clearly uh, true things. Yeah, and exactly. And especially when... Uh, when your job is just to, you know, gather people like you. Mm. Also, it's a job like, I don't know, like if you've got an online store, like, if, okay, you're going to have a community on Instagram or whatever, it's cool. And if you shut down, so you shut down the website and then you still have like Instagram to talk with your 
community. But when you've got a physical places like this, you meet people every day. Like yeah. you've got like, you know, inspiring people every day coming to you, like sharing stories, passionate stories, like crazy stories. Then you shut down and everything stops. Especially like the hard stuff about shutting down a company like in this in this time is you don't have like any more like events or whatever or to meet people and so when you shut down like you you're shutting down the company from home you mm. you don't see like all the people that you used to see every day and also like you build a place for people to exchange and you understand that he, you know it was um whatever you were doing at this place like the main topic was just to have a house for people to talk you know and share stuff and uh, they don't have it anymore so yeah that's that's uh yeah, that's different than having like a like a digital business or whatever. I don't know. It's a passionate project, and it's also uh, you know something you're doing for people, and uh, especially this one. And uh, so yeah, that that's uh, more complicated than I thought to close it. You know, at the beginning you're like, okay, we're gonna shut down the company, so you have to make this, this, this. And then you realize that it was more than just papers and just another company. You know, that was a yeah, that was a personal project and. You know, we had it for like almost six years. Long time. So when, which is also short, you know, when we, when you think about our parents, like, uh, you know, our parents were like building companies for like 30 years. And so it's pretty small and tiny for them. But uh, for today, like having a company for six years, it's, yeah, it's good. It's not enough, but it's already six years. So that was enough to make it um, harder to shut down, you know. Yeah, because uh, when you look back, uh, it's also a lot about the value you created for you, but also for all the people who are using the space on a daily basis. Yeah. As you said earlier in the conversation, who made the move thanks to you guys. So they transitioned to a quieter and maybe like better quality of life for themselves, their families. And I assume that through the community you created, they also got access to many opportunities, um, jobs, investments. Learn how to surf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. lots of stuff like around the houses. Like, you know, we always say it, but uh, when you build a place like this, you've got also like all the partners around the place that are providing the experience. You know, the restaurant, the hotels, yeah. the cookers, everybody like around working on something. If you plug them to your project, they're like contributing to the experience. So they are part of the project. You know, what I say is we built a brand, we brought people together, but our job was to show what was already existing with a different eye, you know? Like we, mm. everything in Odeon was existing already. Like we didn't build something. We just took camera and show like how we see it and share to people. And from that, people are just, okay, this place is super cool. I want to check it out. And, and then they, they were discovering what we did like a few years before. But uh, our job was just to share stuff that was already on, on Earth, you know? So... And I think like all the projects that we're building on countryside should be like this, like uh, not building stuff, but just to share like the existing, you know. And this is what I really love about the project, because again, I think it's very cultural, but in general, in France, there is not a big interest from especially the younger generation to look at the countryside and to look at like the, the beauty of life if you live on the seaside or if you live in a, in a village. Like I come from also from the seaside in France, from a different region, but still. And I remember when I was young, I was like, oh, I never want to live there. I want to live in Paris or in Lille or in Bordeaux or in a big city. And you don't look at the smaller cities and even less at the countryside. And now that I'm a little bit older, uh, I think I, I really look at 
differently because it's really important for you for you know like uh, especially in times like today also like covid where you work from home and and uh, you you don't get to enjoy that much the big the life in a big city because you cannot go to the cinema you cannot uh, you know you're just locked in an apartment that's pretty tiny so then what do you do at the end of the day and now for you i assume that you might go surfing pretty often which people in paris or in any other big city not on the seaside or in the mountains cannot do yeah exactly and and that's the funny fact i mean if we can say it's funny but i mean the situation is not funny but the thing is everything's going on like since a year is exactly what we always like dreamed of with Swenson. like seeing like all this interest for like countryside and all the the people like discovering what remote is and the You know, that that's perfect. I mean, like, in French, like, télétravail, like, we never heard, like, we've been, like, using it for years. And I remember, like, even, like, the cities where we live, in, the, like, the Myers or people like that, they, they were laughing at us. Even the bank, when you were, like, pitching the project, were like, oh, we are remote places. We have remote places. Then, like, people can work out of big cities. They were like, yeah, but people doesn't, like, they don't care. Like, they want to work in big cities, blah, blah, blah. And then we... we So like everybody like is all about remote today and like Odeon is full of people like from Paris like this they spend like all the quarantine over there mm. and this is perfect because everything is changing like the the game is changing like right now like all the countryside uh, I mean I'm I'm super happy for the countryside because they're gonna have a second life and the thing is they are enough like strong to protect what they always protected the thing is when you see all the people like coming over they don't do what they want they just use the place like it is they respect it like so much more because like the people already there they know what they want and i think it's super cool for the countryside because when i see like in odian they they are enough strong to preserve what they always like wanted to be preserved so that's cool and if we switch now to maybe your biggest lesson learned or takeaways from the experience behind swenson house yeah. what would you what would the kevin of today Tell the Kevin of the past, or if you if you think about the the lesson learned. <laughs> uh, no, that's a good question. Actually, I'm still in the process of uh, learning from this experience. But what I learned was just like sometimes don't go too fast. Take your time. Yeah. I mean, go slower and you will go faster. And the thing is, uh, it brought me like so much cool connections. You know, I met like so much like inspiring people through the project. Like we did it. That sometimes I'm scared to say that I would like to to change it, but yes, I'm, I would say like take more time, uh, make sure that the foundation are enough strong to move forward. And sometimes you know you you need more like um, maturity to understand that you you need to build like strong yeah strong foundation. Sometimes you you want to go too fast, and uh, you know as I said like we opened like three places, but I think in five years one would be enough. To make it uh, stronger, I think that maybe if we had like only one place, uh, we would be there. We still be there. And maybe my my last question for you is like, what's what's coming up in the pipeline? Do you think? Or maybe it's two questions in one. But the first would be, what's next for you now that Swenson House is somehow not there anymore? And would you say never ever again to co-working and collaborative spaces, or do you keep it in? On the side of your mind so the thing is i mean i always had like my own companies uh mm -hmm. i understood that what i love was just to gather people especially when it's through their passion or my passions and so the idea 
after Swenson was to build a new place, but a bit different. I wanted more like for family and, and I want a place for kids to play around. And I have like a five years old little boy. So I want him to spend his like Wednesday and, and Saturdays in this place. We were thinking about a place for kids, for, for family and also for passionate people. So it's a mix of what we did with Swenson and a coffee shop and a, like motorcycle garage. So this is what we're opening with uh, Godzilla, my mm-hmm. partner and girlfriend. We're building this together. Uh, she opened like a wake park a few years ago. So we're mixing like what I wanted to build with what she wanted to build. And we're building this place called Coastbound, which is a coffee shop, restaurant, motorcycle, garage in Quimper, like close to a beautiful lake in the middle of the forest. And yes, we all have like a co-working space, but I think that co-working is not a place anymore. It's like more a service and each place should provide like co-working space. So we're going to try to do it differently than we did for the Swenson house. And we have like a, a co-working space that is more like a coffee shop where it can work. And yeah, we'll see where it goes, but um, I'll take definitely more time to build it. Well, I'm excited about this new venture and I hope soon enough we can make our way to Brittany and uh, see the space for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I'll make sure to add the link. I think you already have a Facebook page, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we, we already have like an Instagram page, Facebook website. So I'll make sure to put all the links in the summary of this episode so people tuning in right now from France and beyond can follow you guys and uh, make sure to make their way to you whenever they visit the Perfect. country. Super cool. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being so open about it. I know how much of work, passion and and, uh, dedication you've put into this. So for me, it's also a very special episode that you are able to talk about it with us and reflect on it with us in the podcast. So thank you for that. Thank you for the invite. I was uh, still a a big exercise for me, like to share like everything about the Swenson House, but that's cool. You know, it's it's part of the way back uh, and the way out. Thanks. Thank you. And as I like to say, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to subscribe to Hot Water on your favorite podcast platform to get notified when new episodes are out. And if you seek more co-working stories from around the world, make your way on coworkingsbook.com to order a copy of our upcoming book Around the World in 250 Coworking Spaces, a unique book project about co-working, community, and design. Lastly, if you wish to connect with Kevin and discover his newest project, The Barn, make your way in the description of this episode to find all the relevant links. See you next month for yet another great conversation on the future of work and workspaces. Au revoir.